It's March 4th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. It's been two weeks. It's been a whole two weeks, so we're back podcasting again. So Welcome back. We're actually doing really well. This is our fourth podcast this year. We're we're up to the actual total that we podcasted last year. So oh, that's just that's kind of sad. sad. <laughs> like <laughs> we could stop now and just you know not do anything the rest there of the year. There we go. We've, we've met our quota. We've met our quota. Excellent. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. I knew that hard work paid off. Now yeah. we can just skate the rest of the year. There, no, yeah, we won't yeah, do that. That's right. That's right. Well, and I thought. Well, and, and today we almost didn't podcast because I forgot to bring stuff to podcast with. It's helpful to have a microphone if you want to podcast. Yeah, and, and I got all the way up here to work, and I'm like, oh, it's sitting at the house. So what did I do? Dang I got it. in my car and drove back home and picked it up. And James is like, why are you, are you, yeah, why are you, are you here? okay? I'm like, podcast stuff. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just walk out the door. The dogs are like, what day is it? Why are you what? home? Why are you home so early? So anyway, so we're luckily so we're actually we podcasting, so yes. here we are, right? <laughs> and we actually have a guest with us. Yay! We do. We have a special guest. Brittany is here with us. Say hi, Brittany. Hello. <laughs> okay, say hi, Brittany, a little louder. Hello. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so Brittany is a high school senior here in Mesquite, Texas, not far from our office, and she is my new mentor. No, I am her mentor. She is my mentee. Is or that her, the right term? Or is it Mentos? I don't know. Mentor. Mentee? I don't know. Yes, she's very minty. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. No, she's going to be shadowing me, lucky girl, mm-hmm. through all of the fascinating things that I do as an architect. And uh, you are planning on attending a college for architecture, right? Yeah. Coming up after graduation this year? Yes. And you are staying in Texas? Yes. You think? And, but you have not committed to the school just yet? Not yet, but I, I probably will. Okay. Well, we won't give it away. We'll keep it as a secret until you are official, just in case anybody, you know, really important is listening and we don't want to give it away. Unless you want to say yeah. it. Um, <laughs> say it. I mean, it's University of Houston. It's It'll probably happen next week. I'm going to commit, most likely. Okay. It's very exciting. I remember the decision to go to college and all that was a really big deal. I remember getting the envelope in the mail saying, well, you're, you're, you know, you've been accepted, blah, blah, blah. Here's all your stuff to fill out and do and this and that and being like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a rite of passage, all those applications. Yeah. All those, you know, your housing and, you know, who do you want your door? I mean, you don't know who your door mate's going to be, which is always fun. Yes. So, well, we were talking about because I've been to, had a friend whose girlfriend went to University of Houston, and the campus is really nice. I mean, or was then. I mean, this is 30 years ago. Oh my God. This is 30 years ago. You're so old. Um, <laughs> but her dorm had this huge lawn in front of it with all these trees, so it was really pretty. So, hopefully, they've managed to keep most of that up and haven't just built. And because AM, it seems like every time you turn around, they've taken another piece of property to stick. Oh yeah, something else. They tore down the the oldest section of dorms that faced Kyle, not Kyle Field. What was the it was a practice field? Oh, not Olson. That's the baseball field. But the practice Simpson field. Drill Field. Yeah, there you go. Um, and tore down the 
burns there, put like a giant life sciences center building on it. Yeah, big science building. It's like, okay, so this is what's facing the field now. It just seems kind of weird. Yeah, changes the character a little bit. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully is still still nice. And I actually heard uh, really good things about the master's program, too. So a very interesting way they, they approach doing the master's, so. That should be fun. Assuming you stay there for your master's. I was going to say, we ha- she hasn't even graduated high school. We've all already got her into graduate school. Well, you know, we're thinking about these things. I mean, because, you know, my niece, you know, emailed me and said, for the next podcast, can you talk about licensure? Because I'm just in the middle of everything. And, of course, most people don't start getting licensed until, you know, or doing their exams until you've graduated, which typically means you have to have a master's degree, is a professional degree. Right. So... You know, I'm just kind of in my in my head, you know, it's sort of that level of where things are at. But bless her heart, she's in the middle of taking her exams, and I think she's about to pop. Yeah, that's a rough <laughs> spot because you've invested so much time, and you're like, oh, I can't quit now, but uh-huh. oh, it, there's so much more to go. Well, and, why am I not done yet? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. tiring. I remember I took my exams. Uh, I think maybe there was only one I had to retake, but it, I was eight and a half months pregnant, Taking my last structures exam, structural design or whatever it was called. Yeah. And oh, you should have seen the look on the face of that proctor when I waddled in there with my. Oh, God, don't let her pop off. Stay in the test. (laughs) Big old pregnant belly. And then, oh, heavens, to have to sit at that computer for three or four hours, whatever that test took, was super uncomfortable. Yeah. And then I remember I got my pass letter, the letter saying I passed the exam while I was on maternity leave at home with the baby yeah. and nobody there to hug. I was like, yeah. oh, I passed, but nobody's here. I can't tell anybody. <laughs> my husband was at work. Well, I kept so. looking at my letter going, it says pass. Did I really pass that exam? Really? They passed that uh, What? It says pass, doesn't it, James? It says pass, right? All right. <laughs> it's it a, very it's strange. A, it's an exciting time. Yeah. It's very stressful and a lot of hard work, but it's very exciting when you finally pass all the so, tests. So, yeah, so she's in the, in the middle of it. Of course, she's middle taking her exam she's living in brooklyn she's working in new york she's having to go out of state for i think a couple of projects to do you know go there and take field measurements and study whatever um because they do a lot of historic preservation and restoration work so there's all that then to study then to take her exams i'm like well no wonder you're about to explode (laughs) god yeah but uh, but her big question of course was is it worth it you know it's all this everything she's doing Worth it is getting licensed really worth going through all this. So that's the question of the day: Is it worth it? And what are the pluses? What are the minuses? And should she do it? I'm like, you're going to get licensed. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she, she already asked me one time. She said, "Well, I was thinking about not getting my my license." I'm like, you're going to get your license. Just don't don't even think about it. Just start taking your exams. You're going to get licensed. And I think she had already talked to my sister. And my sister said, "Well, call your uncle and talk to him about it." <laughs> Because I think she was hoping I'd tell her, oh, no, no, you don't need your license. But I'm like, nah. No, you're going to take your exams. Yeah. Now, of course, there's probably certain circumstances where, you know, it may not be your goal to get licensed because you're, you don't ever really want to run your own firm and you want to be a part of project, but you don't necessarily need to run a project. You know, if you're happy being the production person or the kind of working one of many in a mm. team of, you know, project team like in a big firm, um, that may not hold as much importance to you. Right. But for somebody that 
maybe wants the option to open their own firm someday or maybe is just looking to be more promotable within a bigger firm or even a smaller firm, um, it's a good thing to have. And, um, you know, it's kind of like the college degree. Once you have it, they can't really take it away. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they can if you screw up, but yeah. <laughs> but it's not likely. And it's yeah. definitely worth, um, I don't know what you say, just worth. Worth the effort, worth the time, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, you know, so, you know, her question was, what do you gain by being licensed? I was like, what did I gain by being licensed? So let's see. Every year I get to pay my dues to AIA. And to the state. And to the state. And for my, for my actual license, get my license renewed. Then you have to pay a fee to NCAR, which is the National Council of Architectural Registration Boards, who maintain your certificate so that they can keep that record current. And so, that, and you need that if you're ever going to go to a different state. It makes getting your license in another state a whole lot easier right. because there's this whole concept of reciprocity, meaning that if you're licensed in, say, Texas, Oklahoma recognizes that you've gone through all of the steps that it takes to get registered in Texas, so they're going to take your word for it. Actually, they take NCARB's word for it. Mm-hmm. But you just show them your NCARB certificate, and they go, oh, okay, Here's the short path to getting licensed in Oklahoma or Arkansas or wherever. Yeah. So typically, bordering states typically recognize each other's licenses. Um, there are a few exceptions, um, like California, for example, where they make you take extra exams, of course, because of seismic and all that other business. So yeah, yeah. So so what do you gain by being licensed? Well, you can call yourself an architect. Yes, that's well, probably the biggest deal. Why people do deal. it? Yeah. Um, and depending on what you're wanting to do with your career, it's going to be a matter of are you wanting to be a partner in a firm? Are you wanting to move up within a practice? Because, you know, most of the firms will want their people who are in a higher level to be licensed because they may have to stamp drawings. They may have to do, you know, they want to be out in the field and, and be a, I guess, valid representative. I don't know if valid's the right word. Or more yeah. independent. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Um, so there's that value there if that's you know your career path, but I think a lot of it's just being able. To, I mean, for me, it's being able to call myself an architect. It's a little ego driven. Oh, absolutely. I just say that. Yeah. No, there's plenty of kids who early, early on decide I'm going to grow up and be an architect, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is to pass all those exams and get licensed. Right. Right. Well, and and I mean, I'm trying to think what else. What else do you gain by being licensed? I'm just trying to. I mean, I've been doing this long enough. I should have a good answer here. But I don't know that I really do. I mean, it's it's respect, maybe. Uh-huh. A little recognition. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... Well, and it's taking your career to the next level and, right. your, and your skill set right. to the next level because you do learn a lot. And you there's a lot more responsibility when you take all those exams. They expect you to know that stuff. <laughs> Oddly enough, they expect what? you to know these things. Yeah. Right. So it it is another level of, of accountability and responsibility of mm-hmm. uh, like, wow. And I and in fact, I think that's what kept me from taking my exams. I kept mm-hmm. putting it off and putting it off because I thought, wow, if I actually get licensed, if I actually successfully complete this, mm-hmm. they're going to expect me to know what I'm doing. Like, that's a right. scary thought. Because before, if you're just an intern, I shouldn't say just an intern, but if you're if you're in your intern years, there is a certain assumption that you're not really on the hook. Somebody mm-hmm. else is looking over your shoulder and, and kind of keeping track right. of what you're doing. So there's a level of comfort there or protection that you don't feel like you're out there 
really put, you're not, yeah, your neck's not on the line because somebody's going to have your back. But if you're licensed, that is most definitely your neck on the line and you got to stand by your work and stand by the decisions you make. So that's kind of a big deal. So you have to sort of be ready for a new level of responsibility. And a lot of, in a lot of ways that's really exciting and it's a good thing. Yeah. Exciting and nerve wracking. Nerve-wracking, that's yeah. a good word, yeah. Well, and, and too, I mean, it's that thing for me of, like, you know, you're licensed, and it's that, you're, you're looking in the mirror going, oh, my God, I'm an adult. <laughs> like, when did I become an adult? I oh, have, yeah, I that's when. I have a title yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, I have to be responsible for things. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, well, and so, I, it's yeah. funny because I know my dad was really excited that he could call his daughter an architect. Like, for him, it was really important for us to have a title you know he yeah. was a pilot my mom was a teacher mm-hmm. i am yeah, an architect and my sister is a pa you know she got her professional you know certification as a physician's assistant and so having those i don't maybe that's sort of an old-fashioned way of looking at things but people mm-hmm. have careers and they have professions yes and you are that profession. It's not just a temporary job. And I'm not going to switch over to being a news anchor next week. <laughs> you know, I am an architect until, you know, I'm not. Until you're not, <laughs> right. Until you're in the ground. Right, yeah. yeah. So that I think that was kind of a, a very prideful thing that, that um, when I finally got, got my ticket, as he calls mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. He was really happy for me yeah. when that happened. Well, I think, too, there's probably some satisfaction to be gained just in that sense of I've gone through the architecture program. I've survived some of these architecture programs because some of these guys are really, when you get instructors, and Brittany's probably going, oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> you, what you, am I getting into? You get these instructors who are sometimes just absolutely brutal and tough and you know just the, the satisfaction that you have made it through that program you made it through your intern development program and now you are licensed damn it it was worth every single penny and every sleepless night and every you know pay, every cut I got from an exacto You're right you exactly know, every everything. trip to the ER in the right. middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> no I don't need that part of my thumb anymore that's right. fine yeah. yes every cold hamburger eating it at McDonald's oh, at 3 a.m. Oh, God. Good Lord. Going through the drive-thru at Taco Cabana at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, good yes. Lord. No wonder I gained weight at school. Of course. Yeah. 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 So, um, or going home at 5 o'clock in the morning from the from the architecture school and watching the, the ROTC guys, the cadets, yep. come marching, you know, through the campus because they're up and doing their thing. I'm mm-hmm. like. Doing their drills. You know, looking at my watch yeah. it is really, I should be in bed by now. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a morning person, but there are plenty of times when I saw the sunrise only uh, because I had not been to bed yet. Yeah, that was yeah, that's a lot of hard yeah. work. So, so there's a, a sense of paying your dues and mm-hmm. and reaping the benefits right. of all that hard work, and that's nice to be able to to say you're a, an architect. And and I know when I am able to tell people that there's a certain, I guess they sort of assume what they that they know what an architect is or what mm-hmm. they do and. Um, and so to be able to say that you are one, I think that kind of brings along a certain clout or a certain, um, yeah. well, I think it's, it's like being able to say you're a lawyer or a doctor or, yeah. um, you know, engineer, any of those there's professions. Ca- there's a little bit of cachet to the, maybe, so I, I don't know. Cause it's, all architects are rich and glamorous and yeah. famous. Yeah. So. Which, which by the way, if that's what you're looking for is like, what do you gain by being licensed? A lot of money then step aside because this is not the career for you no um 
And what's the downside? So what's the downside? We're talking sort of almost the, the gains are almost intangible in a lot of ways just because they're not really like you can't say, well, I got my license and suddenly I was able to do, you know, able to buy a house or buy a car or, you know, my salary went up significantly and now I can retire. I mean, you know, it's... Right. It's, I mean, no, I do know there are some firms that as soon as you do get licensed, they give you a bonus, which yeah. is a really nice incentive. Yeah. So they help kind of repay you for the hard work of, of going through all those exams. Yeah. Well, and some of them um, will actually pay for your exams as well. Yes. And they'll so. give you the time off to take the exams, which is a big yeah. deal. And even through the AIA, in fact, through our Dallas AIA, that we had a program called Success Teams mm-hmm. um, that I participated in. And it was a group of basically study partners that all were in this program together. And they, um, the AIA provided the study materials because that in itself can be really expensive. All mm-hmm. the books and the flashcards and the, the design, you know, practice tests and all that kind of stuff. And um, they provided that and then basically just rotated through each group so you would spend four weeks on on say contracts and and uh, or construction documents and then you would move on after four weeks you know take your exam and pass those materials on to the next group so that actually was a really helpful um, helpful program and um, kept me on task kept me focused and you just had to cram for four weeks on that one topic and then you know get the test over with and move on to the next thing so you didn't drag it out over years and years Um, so that that was very useful, but yeah, it takes discipline. You got to be organized, mm-hmm. and you got to instead of playing the Xbox when you get home after work, you got to sit down and read for an hour yeah. and do it every night. Yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, downside for being an architect. I'm like, hmm. Suddenly you're responsible for things. Yeah. There's that, that whole that health, whole, safety, you know, welfare you know, responsibility. Yes. You know, suddenly I'm an adult and I'm responsible for things, but at the same time. I'm responsible for things, and you do have to do those things. You know, pay money sometimes to get your continuing education credits, mm-hmm. and you know you're paying your dues to the state and to the national and all these things. Um, well, and if you go out on your own, you have to have your own insurance, right? Um, that you wouldn't normally probably have yeah. as an unlicensed yeah. person in an office, right? So, so. yeah, um, and the potential of you know if you're if you're out there doing something wrong and, and the state catches you, be prepared to, you know, pay the penalty. Or, or it could be something as simple as you didn't fulfill all your continuing, continuing education credits, and they've audited you, and they'll try to fine you five hundred bucks and put your name on the list. I mean, you know, it's, it's the list of shame. The list of shame. <laughs> um, but honestly, I don't know if there's any downside for me to be licensed. I mean, I can't imagine not. You know. It's just whether you're whether it's in your big scheme of life. I mean, it's whether it's kind of been a goal for you, and um, you know whether you can suck it up and do the hard work and get it done, and then you you're recognized for that hard work. So, right. uh, Jessica, just like, if you're listening, you're going to take <laughs> you won't get licensed. So so ignore anything else we say here. You're going to get licensed. <laughs> well, yeah. So I don't, yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's almost everything's almost intangible in, in some ways. I mean, I think. It's hard to point, pinpoint. I mean, because, yeah, you're paying your dues, and that's a downside. But it allows you to be recognized nationally mm-hmm. as an architect and be part of a large organization that you know, has support for you as a, as a professional. Well, so. and if you're looking to change jobs between offices, mm-hmm. you can ask for a higher salary if you yeah. are licensed. That yeah. definitely comes with extra benefits. Yeah. So. Yeah.
So, and a lot of times offices will pay. Some offices will pay for your license licensure uh, renewals. Well, renewals and, yeah, yeah. Because well, we do here, I mean, we pay for all of ours. Right. And ours is an extra bonus because Holly and Laura are both interior designers, so we get to pay that fee twice for them. Yes, we do. <laughs> Yay. And I've sat for all those exams twice, so I can yeah. be called both yeah. registered architect and registered interior designer. Yeah. I'm just a glutton punishment. Because <laughs> I just don't like myself the way I used to. I don't yeah, I, yeah the, I probably should have gone to a therapist over all of that. Like, I was so scared to start my architecture exams. I thought, well, surely the interior design exams are easier, so I'll do those first. Because I had, even though I have an architecture degree... I had a friend who had the exact same degree as I did, and she was able to sit for the exams. And she said, oh, yeah, you're, you're eligible to take them because you've worked under an architect who was also an interior designer, and you've been in an office with an interior designer. And so, yeah, you can totally take them. And so I said, oh, well, surely those will be easier, and that will kind of whet my appetite for, you know, getting in the, the swing of things with the studying and the, yeah. the practice exams and all this and that. And Oh, boy. <laughs> I probably prolonged the whole process by at least two years oh, by, sure. by doing that first. But sure. it's fine now. I have both, and I enjoy both. So and We enjoy paying for both. Don't we? Yes, <laughs> we do. It's of course you do. Also, and the other question my niece had was, what jobs can you do with or without a license? And, and it varies by state. Um, for Texas, you can do residential design. You don't have to be licensed for that. Now, we do here in the office because... You know, I mean, we're all registered architects. Our professional liability insurance would require it. I mean, I can't stamp a drawing if I don't have a license. And because of our liability insurance, we can't send that drawing out without being stamped. I mean, it's just sort of kind of goes together. Right. Uh, but if, you know, if you get your architecture degree and you don't want to get licensed or take your exams, then just you can start working on you know, residential design. I've got a friend who's been doing it for 35 years, maybe close to 40 um, and does beautiful work did it in California was not required to be licensed so he has no architecture license although he probably knows more than me and Laura put together I mean this kind of thing um, but you know you don't have to have a license for that now in Texas when it gets on to the commercial architecture side so you're doing office buildings and stuff I think anything under, under 50,000 square feet doesn't have to have a stamp as long as it has an engineer stamp but anything over 50,000 square feet, you have to have an architecture stamp for. So something like yeah. that. So it's, it varies by municipality, um, municipality by state, really as to what you can and can't do. So yeah, you just have to, you check, just have the to check, the, check the requirements. Well, and I went to school with a lot of people. I mean, you and I both hmm. were at the same program at the same time. And we've got a lot of friends who thought they were going to be architects when they started. And they got into the program and they realized that their passion actually was in another area. So I have a great friend who actually got her master's in urban design and ended up being a real estate agent. And she's fantastic at it. Yeah. And then I've got another friend who um, got really into the computer animation and um, more like rend doing rendering. So he works at a big architecture firm, but he runs their graphics department. Mm -hmm. And so he does all of their pretty 3D renderings for all their presentations and stuff like that. So he has an architecture degree, so he understands the architecture, but his focus is really more in the computer graphics. Yeah. Um, and then I've got other friends that um, went off into uh, retail merchandising and, and store management mm -hmm. and things like that, where the architecture and design degree is really helpful because he understands space and he understands, um, you know, 
product placement and how people think when they walk through space and all of that is super helpful for that kind of a field. Um, so there's really lots of things you can do with a design degree that are not necessarily the straight, you know, deliberate path of going straight to becoming an architect. Yeah, I there's have to lot. have a license and I have to be an architect yeah. in order to do this, and you don't. There's a, a guy in New York, there's in Philly, I think he's in Philly now, um, a guy I met at the Emerging Professionals Conference who is a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He has his architecture degree and I think he's actually part of AI. I think he has a membership, but he's just a filmmaker, and that's what he's doing with his degree. Well, and we've yeah. got a couple folks that come to our our architecture happy hour networking happy hour, and they I know they have architecture degrees, but they've really found a love of sales, and mm-hmm. so they actually work on the product side in showrooms, and they go around and they visit architecture firms, so they can sort of speak the language, and they know mm-hmm. what those architects are going through. But they offer the products that we then specify. So that's another route if you're still interested in building products and that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, you know, don't want to be on the the computer drawing side of of the Things, projects. Yeah. 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 One of the product reps that came by the old office, and she was 24, maybe 25, and she was selling. I can't remember what she's selling, but she's like, "Yeah, I went to school for, for architecture and." I went to work at this firm, and God, three months in, and we were working 12-hour days. I wasn't seeing my fiancé. You know, we just had no time. She goes, after that, it was like three months. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and she quit and went into the sales side of it and was loving it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's all sorts of things you can do with and without your license. You just have to figure out what it is you really want to do. Right. So, here we go. Okay. Hopefully that answers your questions, Jess. I don't know if it does or not. If not, I'm sure you'll grill me mercilessly the next time I see you. Yes. Well, and I guess there there are some new changes coming to all of this process about mm-hmm. getting licensed and more integrated programs of um, actually doing a lot of your intern program while or getting your experience while you're still in, in school. school. Yeah. Um, so the idea of sort of morphing or merging the what used to be very separate of get your degree first and then get out and work and do your intern development program and then do your exams. All three of those things are starting to merge together. Yeah, they're they're talking about being being able to license you upon graduation. You Mm -hmm. walk out of school with an architect license in your hand. Right. Well, so when I started my exams, we had to take nine exams. And by Mm -hmm. the time I finished, the program had changed and you only had to take seven. So they had combined them in certain ways. And then now you said that it's down to five. Is that right? I think the, the next iteration takes it down to five exams. Now it's six, I believe. So I was talking with Matthew. So it's changing talking for with sure. my intern, Matthew, who was talking with a friend of his and said, well, okay, so if you take, so if you don't take this exam on this side, but if you take this exam on this side, this exam will cover this exam and this exam on this side, <laughs> trying to you know, figure out how do you gain which exams you don't have to take kind of thing so you're not... It doesn't have to take. I'm like, just finish the program you're in because you know what you're required of for that. But yeah, it's getting shorter and shorter. It's kind of crazy. Although probably more difficult because there's more, you know, well, a the number of different. Com- the structural is combined with something exactly, else. Exactly. Yeah. And drawing the drawing things are combined with other things that they haven't been in the past. And my my personal thing is they're going to get to the point again where it's one exam and you're sitting for it for three days. Like, like it they was used to do back you know, in the day. Except, the, except back then it was all by hand. Now it's probably all on the computer. Right. 
but it feels like it's what it's going to come down to is it's just going to get shorter and shorter and shorter and suddenly it's like boom a single exam everyone good luck and you can only take it once a year and you hope you pass it right that's so, how yeah. it was when holly got licensed so hopefully we've answered your questions jess if not let me know and if you guys have any other questions for us, please let us know or any other topics because we're always looking for stuff to talk about and especially this year because we're determined to do this every two weeks. So we need to have some ideas. I mean, we can kind of come up with stuff, but, you know, sometimes it's hard. Oh, what are you talking about? We're brilliant. We can come we up with stuff, all sorts yeah. of stuff. But we, we're definitely looking for suggestions. And so <laughs> go to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, uh, Arch Happy Hour or HPD Architecture, either one. And post on there what you want us to talk about. And we'll see if we can fit it into the schedule somewhere. In the meantime, Brittany looks like she's about to pass out. I think she's like, crap. This is really exciting, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Either that or we've just scared her to death. Yeah, she's probably really going, Mom, I don't want to be an architect anymore. Yeah, she's this like, is horrible. Is it too late oh. to change majors? Oh, my gosh. I just what go, do go I into do? business. Can I get about my business degree, please? <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's so funny. That's, that's a bad thing. It's like... It sounds horrible, but it's really great. So, yeah. yeah. Don't let us discourage you from anything. Which I doubt I'm getting the impression you're probably not that easily discouraged. No. <laughs> She's like, no, I've come this far. No, I've, um, I've uh, waited for one to be an architect for a few years now. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, as long as I can actually incorporate a lot of the environmental in it, I'm really excited. Okay. Very good. Very that good. means a lot of science. Are you ready? No, but I will make myself ready. <laughs> no, it'll be okay. fine. I'll, I'll wing it. We'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the science technology, I mean, as far as the green architecture stuff, that, yeah. I feel like that's just changing it's so fast. It changes constantly. I mean, we're constantly introduced to new products that are coming out that are supposedly green and recycled green and materials better, and, and energy. And, yeah. And, yeah, it's a fascinating field. I think you'll do well in it. But yeah, yeah it's a lot. You got to keep up with it constantly. Yeah. So, well, like, I mean, even even regular architecture, you have to keep up with it constantly. So we get used to that. But yeah. anyway, all right. Well, I think we that's should gonna, let these poor people yeah, go. We've people talked go. their ears off too long. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, we have. We've just been going on. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank Brittany for sitting in with us because. This is her day of shadowing, so here, here she is shadowing us in the podcast. I know. Well, she's supposed to be learning what we do as architects, and here well, we are just talking at a microphone. This is one of the things that we do as architects. <laughs> we talk into a microphone. There we go. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and happy spring break. Happy spring break and happy spring. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right, bye. <laughs>